Today's show is dedicated to the memory of Paul Logan, who passed away this month due to the coronavirus. Paul's the father of Mike Logan, who played on the great St. Francis team that played for a national championship a couple of years ago. Paul Logan was highly respected athletic director at North Central, and our prayers go out to the entire Logan family. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Join us on Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk. Hey, today we have uh, Connor Lotzenheiser from St. Francis Cougar Basketball. Connor played all four seasons for St. Francis, and he had a heck of a career. This all-conference performer scored more than 1,200 points, pulled in almost 500 rebounds. Connor's been a key part of uh, that proud St. Francis basketball tradition. Welcome, uh, Connor. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you for having me. So, Connor, you had a successful high school basketball career at Crestview High School in uh, Convoy, Ohio. Uh, December night on your senior year, you surpassed 1,000 points against Columbus Grove. That must have been a special night. Uh, you hit your thousandth point on a three-pointer in the second quarter, and then you guys went on to a double overtime game. Uh, you know, talk about that night. Talk about your high school career. Yeah, I mean, that night was special in terms of just hitting the thousandth point for for my family and just my coaches and everybody involved, my teammates. So that was a special night, and just going out with the win made it even more special. But then in terms of just my high school career, it was – that was awesome to just look back on we're a very storied high school with a lot of success winning state going undefeated my sophomore year that team was probably going to go down as one of the best teams in Ohio so just we knew every night we were going to go out we had leaders we had every role player off the bench everyone knew knew their job we got through every single game and just those seniors as my brother's older brother's class they just came to play every day and we came to work every day at practice and then going into my junior year kind of like my college year I had to step into more of a leader role we were still really good we had some injuries go down which kind of hurt us when we had three three of our starters go out for the year going into the tournament play we ended up losing the second game of tournament which was unusual at Crestview so going the senior year we knew we had to make a statement and then hitting that a thousand point Going in the tournament, we had really good players. Javon Etzler, one of one of the best kids coming out of Ohio. We go in the tournament, starting three freshmen. We ended up getting beat by the in the district finals by one on a crazy shot. Oh my goodness! They ended up Lincoln View ended up going on to lose in the state finals. So that was kind of a tough one, especially they're 15 minutes away across town rival. So, but I just. For high school career, is just more – we had a great coaching staff. I mean, Coach Best, he's recently retired. Just retired last year. He went out on top as another state champion with Javon Etzler and Kaylin Etzler, which is going to Ohio State. He'll be a senior at Crestview next year. That was just another great class out of Crestview. And couldn't say enough about that coaching staff and Coach Best. He's a, one, of my, one of my mentors and best guy I'm ever going to meet. So – that's pretty much my high school career. Well, that's an uh, I like that. That's an amazing story. And especially the uh, in your sophomore year, you talked about that great team, but you got to play with your brother. I mean, how special was that? Yeah, he he wasn't a guy that was going to get on the floor and play a ton of minutes. So that whole senior class was like that. I mean, we had a seven or eight seniors, I think, that year. And three of them were, you know, yeah, three of them were starters. And, heck, we had the other five were 
contributors all the time. They knew their role and that class, they were the best thing about them. They were all best friends. So that's what I think going into the year, everybody around Convoy just knew because they grew up together, played every single game together, hung out every day almost in the summer and just working out. So that really strived that 29 and that year. When did you decide you wanted to be a college basketball player? I think really early on, just I always, even when I was younger, I'd always have a ball in my hand. So going into junior high and freshman year, I think that was always the goal. I just wanted to, no matter what I was going to do, I was just going to keep working. So I was going to obviously win state and then that happened and then just really focus on going to college. But that really wasn't one of my biggest things. One of my biggest things was just achieving I making achievements in high school, and then I knew if I did that, college would come. So were there any, uh, around Convoy, were there any small schools, any colleges nearby? Did you Were you familiar with the college game? Yeah, I was familiar with, like, Finley, Ashland. Then you got ONU, some small schools around there, Capitol. There's a bunch of schools around there that I was really familiar with. I mean, St. Francis wasn't far. Indiana Wesleyan, you always heard about them. So there's just... I was really familiar with it going into my high school career. You had to decide where to go to school and where to play basketball. Talk about your decision to go to St. Francis. My decision on that, I mean, the coaches were always there, especially my junior year. They were always coming to my games. Senior year, they were there with me through every every step. They are always talking to me and just really personable guys. They, I really enjoyed their company and hanging out with them, and they really believed in me even, and maybe – I didn't know what college was like yet. And just really seeing that. I mean, they went to the national championship the year before I got there, so that was awesome to see. And all those guys, that they were all welcoming and always reached out to me, and it definitely was the best decision I could have made. So you went you went to St. Francis, and in your freshman year, uh, you were able to see the court quite a bit. You averaged about 15 minutes a game. Uh, but throughout that freshman season – uh, your production as well as your minutes steadily increased. Talk about your introduction to NAIA basketball. Yeah, I mean, going into it, I don't think, I mean, I don't think I was, def- I mean, I think I was there. They thought I was going to end up being a player for them, but I knew, I mean, I wasn't oversized. I wasn't one of the best athletes. I just, I've always been like that throughout my whole career growing up and everything from a small town. You just got to work for everything. If you want something, so I knew I was going to put in the work all the time and if I wasn't gonna if I wasn't gonna be out there right away in the season I knew not to get down on myself but just keep working because it's gonna get noticed no matter what I mean they might have eyes on guys but you gotta go up against those guys every day and just I guess just pretty much just go up against them every day and compete and show them that you can you're right there with those guys or better so I mean and then as it progressed through the season I saw that my hard work was kind of paying off and Going into the tournament, I, mean, I was playing big minutes and just had big production and just did my role every day. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. When By the time you got to the national tournament, that was the last one played in Branson uh, your freshman year, yeah. uh, you averaged uh, about 26 minutes a game at the tournament. Uh, you eventually lost to a, a really good cornerstone team. Uh, talk about how that first tournament experience grew you as a basketball player. Yeah, I mean, going into the tournament, we kind of were on a rough stretch. As a team, kind of, we were kind of, I don't know, lost, if you could say that a little bit. But going into that first tournament, it was something awesome just to see Branson. You can tell that 
was kind of a storied place and a neat place to play at. And then going on and playing Cornerstone, which was at that time one of the best teams out there. So we knew we were going to have to get up to the challenge. And they were, they took it to us and were a really good team. And I'm just, I was just happy to be out there and compete as hard as I can and do as best as I could to help those seniors win. Your next season, your sophomore season, that was a, a really good uh, year at St. Francis. And you really blossomed as a college basketball player coming into your going in your sophomore year. Uh, you averaged 27 minutes a game, 10 points, three rebounds. Talk about your sophomore season. Yeah, my sophomore year, that summer, I really worked hard and just got in the weight room and everything. and kind of just wanted to step into a bigger role, especially like a starting role. I really wanted that. And I knew we were going to have a good class, everybody everybody coming back and all those seniors and just growing together as a team from my freshman year. The best thing about that sophomore year, it reminded me of kind of my sophomore year of high school. We were all just best friends. We hung out every day at college. I mean, I was roommates in an apartment with most of those guys and a lot of the seniors and juniors. So that kind of, I think, was the biggest, that, that how we just, connected I guess on the floor off the floor I mean we were competitive every single day we were going at each other I mean heck like a family thing we'd get fights but at the end of the day it was just practice and it was all just to make each other better that was a very good team uh you, you only lost uh twice to one team that year Indiana Wesleyan uh both <laughs> close games you know did you get a sense throughout the season that maybe this was a team that was going to be special yeah, I, I do believe that. I knew we were going to be special. I mean, we had our little rough time during the year, and I remember Coach Lacrosse just – I think he kind of used it as motivation to us. He's just like, I don't know if you guys can go out there and win a game, but I think it was kind of just wanted to open up our eyes. Like, we got to play better than what we are. We know we're good. We just got to step up to the challenge and actually just play a lot better. So, going out to tournament, we really connected on – uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but just that level, you can tell everybody stepped up to the plate. Those seniors, Derek Hine really just came on, and he was—he showed that in the tournament. It was amazing. So in the uh, in the conference tournament, uh, you had to go over to Indiana Wesleyan. You had lost to them twice during the regular season. You fell to them again in the conference final. And then, as you say, in Sioux Falls, you guys were playing really well. Uh, it was a really good field that year, too. Uh but you made it to the championship game, and who's on the other side of the bracket? Indiana Wesleyan. So you had already lost yep. to them three times, and they were two, the first two were pretty close games. You know what? How did the team feel coming in? Was it a oh crap, or were you confident? Just talk about that. Coming in, I it was definitely not an oh crap. I was, we knew we lost them three times, but the way we were playing in that tournament, and just it's tough to be a team. Heck, it's tough to beat a team three times, let alone four. So I knew we were ready to go up against the challenge, and we really thought going to that game we were going to get them this time. But, I mean, they just – they hit big shots towards the end, and they just – they were the better team that night. Yeah, they had a very, very very good team. And you made it to the – you were the national runner-up. So you get in the bus and you're coming home. You were one of only two teams playing at the end of the season. What was the mood like of the team? I could, I mean, I knew we were really down because it sucked for a lot of those seniors. That cl- that senior class is one of the best classes there is at St. Francis. So I felt, I felt for them guys, and I could tell they were really down. 
I mean, we were happy to, we were obviously happy to be there at the national, national level and national runner up, but we didn't reach our end goal that everybody had. So the mood was a little, it was a little eerie there because we all knew we were so close to just reaching our complete goal, but we just didn't get it done. Yeah, I could just imagine. So the, then you uh, jump into your senior season here. Uh, your career jumped to a whole new level again. In your senior year, or sorry, your junior year, uh, your leading score, you're getting the most minutes on the team. Talk about your role as a junior. My role going in, I just knew I needed to be a leader. I mean, I needed to just display that leadership of everybody day in, day out, how hard we need to work, especially we had, we were a really, really young team. I mean, that pretty much a lot of freshmen were going to have to step in the big roles. And for me, I just wanted to go out there and do as best I could for the team, show them that we can, we can be a good team. We just, I mean, it's going to take time and just we got to stick together no matter what because that's the only way, just like my sophomore year, we stuck together and we achieved some great things. And that's what a lot of new guys coming into college, you don't really know yet. I mean, you're, everybody's the best player at their high school coming in. So you got to come in you just got to work hard, do your role and make friends stick together off the court too. Cause that plays like just a huge role. And that, that junior, that junior year really I mean, it wasn't the best year, but just it really molded uh, my senior year in a way because everyone got closer. We, we all got better, continue to get better that year. And it showed my senior year. So that was a very, atypical basketball season for uh, St. Francis. It's a, a proud program, a storied program. Uh, you finished at about 500. You know, how how difficult was that for you and the fans and the program to go through uh, what would probably be a an okay year for some programs, but very a- atypical for St. Francis? Yeah, it was, it was rough just coming off of a great sophomore year. And, I mean, even my freshman year was a really good year. We – we were we were actually like a really good team. We we had huge wins. I mean, we beat Wesleyan that year. We beat Bethel a couple times. We beat a lot of the top teams in the Crossroads League, Spring Arbor, which ended up winning it that year. We beat them. We had a lot of success that year, but then we also had a lot of downfalls that year. I mean, going. I remember coming back from Florida, and we just beat four top fifteen, top fifteen or twenty teams. So. We were doing really well and thought we were going to change it around. And then it kind of, we kind of had that downfall as we got back from Florida in the games and it just kind of snowballed and we lost a lot of games we shouldn't have. And then that obviously knocked us out of the tournament. Yeah, I mean, what you're describing, I mean, basically, as you said, you were just young, right? You had all these yep. all these young guys and, you know, great talents, but that first time through, boy, that's always brutal for them. Yeah. That kind of set up, and you mentioned it, but that set up your senior season – because those freshmen become sophomores, right? And then uh, specifically Antoine Cushenberry and Jeffrey Reynolds, uh, they really provided you guys with the, the firepower this year that you were missing last season. You know, just, just talk about those two guys and the difference they made for you this season. Yeah, those two guys, I mean, you can tell they really put in the work in the off season and took kind of the year before that freshman year as like a, kind of a stepping stone to see what college is like and just the level of play it is. I mean, it's every day you got to be ready to play. That's the big thing about the Crossroads League in general. I mean, there's no easy win. Every team's going to give you your best shot, so you got to go into it 
like you're in a dogfight every single day. And those two guys really, I mean, Jeffrey, I mean, he, he's kind of a guy you gotta, you gotta make sure he's in the fight every day or else he, he kind of gets lost a little bit sometimes. So that's the guy that kind of, for me, you just want to be that leader and just focus on him and make sure he's focused every single day in practice. Cause that's just gonna, if he's focused in practice and has his head on straight, knows what he's going to do. That's where he had his best games. Yeah. He just, you know, to take it to the basket every time, don't fade away. And just, he's, he really progressed freshman to sophomore year and that he got stronger, which helped out a lot. And then, uh, Kush, he, uh, he's just a, a tough guy. He, he always wants to try to be that leader out there where get everybody in place, make sure everybody's in the right spot. And if someone's not doing their job, he's going to tell you, he just <laughs> hard nose, which is good. You always got to have that guy out there because he can go get a basket whenever he wants. I mean, he'll let you know if you're not, if you're not on the right page. I mean, we're, he's that guy that's going to fight every day in the crossroads league. That's what's so great about him. He knows that it's a battle out there. He made a big jump from his freshman to sophomore year, and I'm I'm really excited for him to make another big jump going into his junior year. It always seemed with with uh, Cushenberry, it always seemed that he well that he was more of a second half guy, but when the game when the game was on the line, he always produced and he just did his job. He wasn't flashy; he just did his job. Yeah, I mean he he made sure like as you said, he's second half player like. First half, he's just trying to do everything on defense, everything on offense. I mean, he doesn't want to do anything spectacular. He's just everybody else play their role, play their game. And then second half, if we're down or it's a close game, he knows he's got to step up to step up a little bit. And he always would provide that and do that. And that's what's so great about him as a player. I want to ask you about a, another guy, your fellow senior, Austin Compton. I believe you and I talked about this just a little bit before we started, but at least in my opinion – and who knows what I know, but I think he's one of the most underrated guards in the country. And he's an, he's another guy that doesn't get a lot of attention, but he just goes out every day and, and just does his job. Yeah, I, I can't. Austin's one of my best friends, so I can't say enough about him. He's just he's always a competitor. No matter who he's in front of, he's going he's gonna to come at you and he's not going to stop. I and mean, he, he definitely doesn't get a lot of credit he deserves through his years I mean he was always that guy he maybe wouldn't get the chance but when he would he'd provide for you and he's a hard-nosed kid he's like I said he's one of my best friends so he really went after me every day I mean me and him would get in it that's all we I love that out of him just because I'm the same way I mean I knew he's just competitors I mean now his his sister actually dates my older brother so it's kind of crazy just everything how it worked out and He's just an overall great guy. He's a great player. He made St. Francis a lot better every aspect, especially senior year. He, you always knew he was going to come in and at times where maybe we weren't doing as good, and he would come in and just the whole energy changed. So yeah, that's just a great thing about him. Hey, Connor, who's the hardest yeah. guy to guard in the crossroads? Ooh. Uh, probably Kyle Mangus. I mean, he's just yeah. so good. He's just not really in a way I'm like that from the outside. I was, I always like going against him, the guard. Cause and he's not, he's not, he's not super athletic, super fast, but he's just so hard to guard because he's going to take you down in the post. He's really good at getting to his spot and he, he finishes almost everything. So that's probably the toughest player of the guard, obviously in the Carlsberg's league, which it's, it's shown nobody can guard him. <laughs> yeah. So this season you, 
you started out, you were 10 and 0. How was the the team confidence before the Crossroads League play started at 10 and 0? What did you think of the team? We were like our, our confidence was sky high, I can tell just especially from like junior year being a little rough and then next thing you know we're 10 and 0 my senior year and we're going to the Crossroads League, we're we're geared up to go out there and win the Crossroads League and prove everybody that we're one of the best teams in the country. So that was kind of our mentality going into the Crossroads League. Yeah, you definitely made some noise in the preseason. Everybody was looking forward to your trip to Mishawaka. You got to go over to Bethel. I think everybody knows the story of that game, but that was one of the craziest games I ever saw in my life. I think you were down by 20-something, 10 minutes. I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but you made that crazy comeback. Uh, You know, just talk about that game. Yeah, it was kind of a – yeah, we were down 20, 22 maybe with 10 10 minutes left maybe and nine minutes. I don't even really remember how we came back. We just kind of – I know we pressured them, but it wasn't even really we were just getting turnovers. They were just – they started to miss some shots. We hit big shots and just next thing you know, you're looking up at the scoreboard and we're right back in it where we ended up, I think, I think what happened. I hit a shot to tie it up right at the end and then they just came down and hit a buzzer beat a three. That was a heartbreaker. So, I mean, we had a chance there to send it either in, I think it sent it in overtime and they just hit, they hit a big shot and it kind of, I mean, it sucked just to lose that game, but you know, we were there we were, Gonna fight every step of the way, and that kind of geared us up for the Crossroads League. Yeah, that had a there was a really wild finish. You remember that the you know Travion Cruz hit that three, yeah. gave him it, it appeared at the to give him the win. Uh, then they got that technical because the guys came off the bench. Yeah, hey, Antoine made a couple free throws, and then Jeffrey Reynolds got a shot to win it. But boy, it was yeah, it was an amazing game. Uh, and then you you played that game. And then you had to play Indiana Wesleyan again. And then Mangus had that miracle shot that how, I don't know how the ball ended up in his hands with as the buzzer was getting ready to go off. And I, he just kind of volleyballed it back up. I, you know, you lost two kind of improbable games back to back to to kick off the crossroads. Uh, you know, was that was that an uh-oh moment at that point? Or? I definitely don't think that was an uh-oh moment. And we knew that. I mean, that's part of basketball. And. Things like that happen all the time, and I think sometimes those things are good in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's just didn't fall your way that night, but at some point it's gonna it's gonna go your way. And I mean, they hit they hit big shots. They just came out a little a little better than us, I guess. And we knew we were in for a fight no matter what, especially against those teams. It kind of it was kind of there that we knew we were so close from being those two of the best teams in the Crossroads League, which. Starting out on two, it's going to be tough to come back from in terms of trying to win across the league, let alone getting in a te- tournament after that. I mean, those would have been two huge wins to have, but we definitely were, were happy just to be there in that moment. And then it, it showed throughout the year we battled against everybody throughout the entire year. Absolutely. You definitely did. You slugged your way through. As I mentioned before, everybody took their knocks this year in the crossroads. You had, I thought this was a key game, late in the season, Marion came to Fort Wayne and they were ranked number five. Uh, you were able to get them to overtime. And then uh, in overtime, man, we already talked about Antoine Cushenberry was unstoppable in overtime and you ended up beating him by 10. That How big was that win at that time to keep you guys in the rankings and where you needed to be? Yeah, I mean, we knew we were going to have to probably win 
one out of our last two games going in. So we knew it was going to be probably a must win. And just if we didn't win that game, looking back on it, we probably could have been out of the tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew we were one of the last couple teams in there. We knew we were good enough to be in the tournament. We just kind of had some good teams beat us and just the Crossroads League was beating up on each other. So that win was probably one. It was probably the biggest win of the whole entire season in terms of going into the tournament. They were a great team. We that on that night we just took it to them and everyone was focused and did their role. So it was a it was a great team win for us. Yeah, that was a big win. Uh, and you know you you ended the season those back to back losses. You ended had to go to Spring Arbor at the last game of the regular season, and then you had to go right back there again. So you had those those two back to back losses. You know going into the to the tournament. So how did that change your preparation for the tournament we just knew we kind of had to step up our game a little bit we knew spring arbor they always they always play well against us and they they match up well against us and we just always had that we always had trouble with them especially that senior year obviously losing back to back to them but going into the tournament we knew we kind of just thought to each other every time we'd have our meetings and stuff we're like let's just new season let's just think new i mean heck we got a good draw we knew what we were about to get into the tournament and a lot of these guys were going to go out there for the first time but in terms of just our mindset going into we had a great mindset we knew we were new season and someone's going to have to come come up against us and beat us and knock us off and we're a bunch of guys that we have that mentality and no one's going to beat us especially at tournament i want to ask you about that tournament game in just a second but where is the toughest place to play in the crossroads i would say definitely spring arbor I mean, Wesleyan's always a tough place, but Spring Armor was always that the toughest place for us. I mean, you just go down there and just it's kind of that weird feeling you get. Just you always know it's gonna be a dog fight no matter what. Probably low scoring game and no matter what, I mean, you're not gonna get any calls. You're just gonna have to fight it out and I mean try to get the win as best as possible. That was always just the in my mind the toughest place to play in the Crosses League. Yeah, playing on the road in the NAI, it's it can be tough. It's yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's tough to tough to get a call on the road. <laughs> so you you uh, got matched up with Union, uh, another program with a proud history. They I think three years ago they won the championship. It last one at Branson. Yep. My you, freshman year. Yeah, your freshman year, right? They beat Cornerstone. How yep. did you match up with Union, and what were you concerned about with that team? I mean, I going in, I didn't know much about them, so it was kind of hard to do that i knew they were they were really big in a lot of positions they're really a lot of scores so our matchups i mean we didn't really match up necessarily well with them in every position they were probably bigger than us guards they shoot over us but i knew they i mean they they hit shots in that game especially in the first half and that's kind of what we didn't need them to do we knew we wanted them to shoot themselves out of the game in a way but mm-hmm. They just knocked down shots, and in the second half, we hit, we started some shots. They started missing, and it snowballed into our our favor. Yeah, in that first half, you were down by ten, and in the second half, again, two guys we've already talked about, Antoine Cushenberry and Austin Compton, uh, they were they were magnificent in that second half. They combined for thirty seven points in that second half. Uh, it was a great comeback. How tough were those guys in the second half? They, we we definitely wanted to came back without them. They they knew that going into the halftime, we had to step up and we had to start scoring. We had to get stops on defense. And that's where we just, everyone came together and those guys took it upon themselves to 
go at, I mean, at their bigger guards that, I mean, they were a little, they couldn't really move side to side as much. And we were, I guess, being a little timid in the first half. And we just made sure those guys were going to go at, the, at their guards because we really needed them. It showed they stepped up and we got back in the game and ended up winning, which was huge. I thought Compton did a really good job of kind of working the defense and penetrating, getting the defense unbalanced and getting the ball back out. And that's where Antoine hit a lot of his threes. Compton on top of the basketball. Down the lane, spins, turns, up and under. Gets his man in the air. No, Hollowell tips it out. Now Cushenberry for three. He's got it. Antoine Cushenberry brings his squad to within four. Shot at the other end, no good. I thought Compton's penetration set up Cushenberry. I, th I thought the two were played really well together. Yeah, that half was definitely one of the best, better halves we played as a team that year. So, I mean, it obviously showed that we had ultra confidence going into the next game with everything with that. I mean, like you said, Compton would penetrate. They'd sink down. I mean, they were really big, so they'd sink down next thing you know. Pop it out, Cushenberry knocked down huge shots for us. Yeah. So it was an awesome feeling. How weird was the feeling about that game? I think it was an 8.30 in the morning game. I think there was like 12 people in there. Yeah, it was definitely weird. I mean, with not really having any fans besides family and early game, so you knew nobody else was really going to be there. And I mean, well, I kind of think we, that's kind of why we came out a little sluggish a little bit at the beginning. First time playing in the tournament for most of the guys, so they didn't really know what to think. And then as that, after that first half, you can tell we got warmed up. And we got ready to play. So you beat Union, you got into the Sweet 16, and then talk about that moment you heard basketball was over. Yeah, that was a tough moment. I mean, I remember going back to the hotel, watching the game that was after us, which would be the team that we would have played. Right when that game ended, we, we went to go eat lunch as we're walking down. Coach said he got a text and it's canceled. And I just remember not really believing him, thinking it was a joke with everything going on. And just us being out there already, I didn't think that would happen. It was, I mean, it was, it, it hurt just to know we just came back and won a huge game. And I felt really good going to the next game to get to the lead eight. And then from there on, you just never know what's going to happen. Like I said, someone's going to have to step up and beat us. And that group of guys, we knew no matter who we played against, we were, going to give them a, our best shot so it was it was heartbreaking but i also understood everything that yeah. was going on it was best decision so connor what has it meant to you to be a part of saint francis basketball it's definitely meant everything to me i mean just just to have the opportunity to play college basketball in one i mean it was always a dream so just to be able to do that and just play for coast across and just a, a story program just you knew you're going to get the best college basketball you can get with the Crossroads League, and that's what a lot of people don't really know about. I mean, there's there's good basketball out there, and then IA it's some of the some of the best players out there, and everybody every team has top players, and it just meant, meant a lot to be able to go out there and compete against those guys in the Crossroads League, and just have in school wise. I mean, a lot of my best friends I met at St. Francis, so that's going to always be there and last a lifetime. So it's just great have that in my life so are you are you now a an indiana man now <laughs> you grew up i'm back in ohio i'm back in ohio now <laughs> they didn't convert you I'm, huh definitely didn't convert me i'm, I'm still <laughs> ohio bred and everything about ohio <laughs> so uh connor what's next for you after saint francis basketball 
I just took a position at Central Insurance Companies for a commercial underwriter, so that's what's next for me. I start here in June. Ah, congratulations! Uh, and and you're you. and you're back in Ohio now. Yep, back in Ohio. Well, we I uh, wish you a lot of luck, and you'll you'll do fine. I think college athletics really prepares you for life. I agree. I just want to thank you for being on. I really enjoyed your story, and thanks a lot for coming on the show. Hey, thank you. I just want to say my prayers out to Mike Logan, one of my teammates. He just lost his father to the coronavirus, Paul Logan. So I just want to say my prayers to him and his family. Oh, thank you for doing that, Connor. Thank you. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.